Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bantam Minute podcast with me, Reese Saunders. Joining me, as always, is Carl Pierce. Hello. And a very, very happy Liam Hall. Hi, guys. Liam, how are you feeling, yes. mate? I am brilliant, thank you. Carl, mate. I mean, this is the happiest I've ever seen you. Yeah, I mean, I can, you know, the joy and excitement is just in your voice for all the Lads. Yeah. Lads, I, I I live football. Football <laughs> is my passion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's everyone's passion. But um, so yeah, we're here to talk about as always the, the Premier League fixtures. However, though, we do start the podcast in a kind of in a somber mood. Uh, this week, uh, the tragic passing of one of the world's greatest footballers, Diego Maradona, uh, dying at the age of sixty. Um, I mean, Carl, this isn't going to dig because you're old, but I mean, you were you were able to see Diego Maradona and watch him many times. But uh, uh, I can't imagine how much of a privilege that would have been to see. Yeah, I mean, it pretty was. Unfortunately, though, I I am old enough. I was very young when he was in his absolute pomp, so um, it's only like vague memories. But yeah, he, he was an outstanding talent. Absolutely remarkable. I mean, I know perhaps his most famous thing is the the hand of God, but um, the other the other goal he scored in that game uh, was an unbelievable goal. To be fair, couldn't agree more. I mean, that he just basically what, took it from the took it from the uh, in in his own half, went past, skipped mm. past every player that came towards him, buried it past Shelton. Um, and I love, what I love the fact is he lived in Peter Shelton's head for thirty years. Rent free, rent free. That man's head. <laughs> um, but I mean, a, a lot of tributes coming in. A lot of people saying that he's probably is the world's greatest player that they've ever seen. And to be honest, looking, at, um, watching highlights and things back that I've seen of him, he did drag Argentina to that World Cup winning in in '86. He did, and he sort of dragged them to the final again in 1990. But they just came up short against. Uh, Germany in the in the final and in that one, but yeah, he was absolutely key, and it's probably why Lionel Messi's never quite measured up to him because he's never quite done it on the international stage. Not well, certainly not like Maradona uh, did. Anyway, I completely agree. I mean, you look at you look at Maradona. Though. Maradona, he, he he played for some absolutely wonderful teams, Barcelona. Um, and Newell's old boys at Boca Juniors and he's in Argentina. Mm. But the, the, the team he's loved fondly and remembered fondly at is, of course, Napoli. Yeah. And what, what take take a, a team that no one thought could, uh, could could challenge for anything, could he wins Serie A and Coppa Italia with them and the UEFA Cup and stuff like that. He he made Napoli that the powerhouse that they were. Yeah, he made them. He made them world beaters. I doubt they'd have been as successful in those years if he wasn't uh, part of the team. It, it's, it's kind of incredible to see how much of like an influence he has had on that city in general. He he's almost like a god there. Like you know, you, yeah. you look at the reaction to his death, and it's you know, it's it's like Queen died or something. It's it's kind of unbelievable. If I can if I can harken it back to, um, I mean, Carl, you you can remember this as well, unfortunately. Um, how he's died in Argentina, remember? It's a bit like Ayrton Senna, how he's remembered, how he was remembered when he died for something. Yeah. And how the Brazilian public reacted to Ayrton Senna dying is kind of the same thing that's happened in Argentina. 
Yeah, well, they're very, they're very passionate people, the uh, South Americans. And, um, yeah, they, they do embrace their the heroes and <coughs> remember, remember them properly, I suppose. Yeah, we, I mean, it's fantastic to see. I mean, you you know, we, we, we lose one of, I mean, English people in general, we lose uh, a, a player that, say for the player that Elkin, he died, I think he would just be, uh, um, yeah, we, 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 uh, we move on quickly, we remember them for a little bit, then we move on quickly, whereas, as you said, those countries, they just, yeah, they, they love their, they, they love their heroes and sort of thing. But going back to what Liam said, though, mate, um, in Naples, um, but he, they've, they've renamed the stadium after. Yes, you know, yes, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, and they've so yeah, they've 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 done that. They've I mean, Boca Juniors are a fantastic one as well. What they did was they they turned all the lights off in the stadium and they they just shone his director's box and it just lit up the whole stadium. Just that one little that one little light there, and it's just powerful things like that. But. Um, mm. I mean, we, we could we could talk about all the doom and gloom about Diego Maradona, but I mean, we'll, we'll talk about some of his greatest moments. For me, uh, one of the best ones is when he's walk, that warming up thing he did when the music was playing, and the fact is he's just dancing about, just dancing to the music. His shoelaces are undone, and he's just keep, he's just effortlessly keeping the ball in the air, flicking it up. He just glued to him when it that he's touched back, and it's just incredible to see just that man playing with such. Try, he's just warming up with such freedom and just such classy. You can see he's better than everybody there. I mean, uh, if the, I mean, I, I try to think of a player that has come close to his levels. I mean, you can say Messi and all that, but yeah, I I, I agree with Carl. He said that about Messi not being able to do it for Argentina, and I completely agree. I think, yeah, I think Maradona is in the class of his own yeah I, I mean Ronaldo's uh close in the fact that he he, he at least dragged Portugal to um an international title I doubt I doubt they would have achieved it um without without him in the in the team to, to be honest I, I think Portugal were a bit lucky that campaign I seem to remember watching them I, you I get you always have a you always have a spot of luck. I mean, well, you, Marad, Maradona was lucky. I mean, if, if yeah, a true. referee alignment had seen the the handball, he might have been sent off, and it could have been a whole different story in that game. Not that, you want to dwell, not that you want to dwell on 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 that when you know on no, his passing, but I just thought it's worth yeah. a, a mention. Yeah. I, I do want to say that though. I mean, just go back to the Portugal. Do you know, do you know Portugal never won a, a, a knockout game when they won the Euros? Uh, probably, but I say it's something I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, when they won it in 2016, they didn't win a game in the they didn't win a knockout game in 90 minutes. It was always extra time. It's crazy. Or penalties. <laughs> they, 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 they got through. They got through. Oh, big time. Yeah, but I, I I do think though I think Diego Maradona uh, just seeing clips of his and watching some things back. Um, it was incredible. However, yes, a flawed genius. All geniuses are flawed. He had his problems. We're all aware. We, we all know about Maradona's problems mm. um, in his personal life, but that doesn't detract that he was an absolutely incredible footballer. And I think the world has lost. Yeah, uh, world's lost it. Uh, uh, yeah, one of its great talents. Yeah, so, he's gone. He's gone, but he'll never be forgotten. Yeah, just just imagine the game he's having. He's, he's at the games he's having up there right now. The people that are up there. Yeah, 
him, George Best, him. Yeah, imagine, uh, imagine George Best and Maradona in the same team. You might as well, and, and, you might as well, well give up. You might as well give up. And, uh, well, yeah, but I, yeah. Um, so yeah, six years of age, no age at all to go. But yeah, we he'll always be remembered as one of the greatest footballers of all time. And um, yeah, yeah. I, think I like the tributes that the Premier League did. I mean, yeah. if we get to the Premier, Carlo Ancelotti brought to tears. With the tribute to um, to, to Maradona, uh, Messi wearing the Newell's All Boy shirt today when he scored. Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot of people touched by the death of, of Maradona. Um, but we're, we're, we've done that now. We're here now to talk about the Premier League. And I, 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 actually, can I, can I say one thing? I just just a kind of a positive, almost lighthearted thing. Um, I, I, I think you guys probably noticed this, but when I when I um, saw that he died, I completely misread his age and I thought he was ninety. So, um... <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> I, I know it's stupid, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's not a bad cut. Even the, the there was a thir- the thirty second of August. Well, you know, I got confused. Happens to us all. Uh, I, I, I'm just trying to confuse Liam, but then Carl. Even though, I'm private. I think the message was I privately messaged Carl that that thing and still got confused. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh. But I mean, we, we, we've done some light-hearted things, but now back, we're, we're, we're now going to be hit with a dose of realism for our Arsenal friend Liam. <laughs> the floor is yours. Oh my! Right. Where, where where the fuck do you start? That's what I'm kind of trying to figure out at this point. Uh, Jesus Christ. We'll, 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 we'll start results. So, um, it was Arsenal versus Wolves at the at the Emirates. Uh, Wolves winning 2-1. Goals by Podence and Neto with Gabriel scoring for Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal lose, now have lost three games in a row. Um, yeah, I think that, that we can start, we, I think we can go from there. <laughs> it's all you, Liam. All right, all right, all right. Um, okay. So this is a really fucking irritating game. Lots of irritating decisions. First of all, all right. The first one. First of all, um, I think we should all say like you know, I hope we all hope Raúl Jiménez is okay. That was a really yes. fucking nasty collision. Um, why the fuck was David Luiz still allowed on the pitch? Yeah, I. I he, I, he was I, still I, bleeding I into the first half. I mean, he, he, he's not totally butcher. <laughs> no, it's just. I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe he was just blading, and maybe he just wanted a bit of colour. I, I, I don't even bloody know. But, um, <laughs> Ch- Channeling is in a Ric Flair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I, 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 it has to be said, and I think part of it might be the injury. But he was fucking shocking in that first half. Oh, I, I was so nice. His positioning was bad. His passing was all right, but he was his positioning was really out of sorts today. And I think, sadly, he kind of let us down in the first half. Him and him and Leno. I, I know Leno's generally a good goalkeeper, but just please, if <coughs> you make a save, please don't give it back to the attackers. That'd be really nice if he could. You know, it would really help us out a lot. Are you yeah. starting to think it was a mistake to sell um, the other keeper? I forget his name now. To Martin, absolutely, every second of the day. And I, and I, 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 I know I've probably got some flack of flack from it, but. Fucking Leno, Jesus! Can can we can we like sell him for like I don't know? Put put Matt Macy in there, just please, fucking Christ! As someone who just who knows where to push a ball for fuck's sake. All right, all right. Next thing. Okay, 
right. So here's the thing. Some right. End of the first <laughs> half. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. <laughs> all right. All right. Reese, you, you watch this game, right? I do, yeah. And you also watch the Liverpool game, right? Uh, unfortunately. All right. What was more of a penalty? So Bios getting hit in the face, and then the, go- the game being stopped whilst he's in the penalty area, or Robertson kicking Welbeck's little toe. What, 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 what do you think is more of a penalty? Oh, I'm gen- yeah, genuinely in, in, interested. <laughs> first one. Yeah, you know, I, I think so as well. If you're going to stop a game for what, what, an injury... What, 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 yeah, Welbeck's was not a penalty. Yeah, Welbeck's wasn't. And, and like, the thing is, if you're going to stop a game, if you're going to stop the match for something... I mean, I, I know it's a bias and I know he's a fucking diver, but... I can't believe VAR. Like, if that if the Robertson decision was given, why why not that one? It's just, uh, uh, because VAR is a it, we've said this VAR for me. It's still a human making decisions, and it's still human error. So one one human can say, "Oh no, no, I believe that's a foul," and then one the next human could go, "I don't think it's a foul." So that's why VAR just does not work, and. I completely agree. I don't know how it wasn't a penalty. Um, it baffled me. And yeah. I, I still don't get how... It, I, I completely agree. I don't understand how it wasn't a penalty. All right. And then second half. Second half, what was perhaps most frustrating is that was our, our best attacking half of maybe since the first game. And we didn't even have a fucking shot on target. Yeah. You're pro- yeah. Most, because I, I, I thought we were making really good combinations. We were really pressing down the wings. And it was just really, really fucking demoralising that we didn't fucking score. I mean, I didn't watch the match. Did you have um, both Lacazette and Aubameyang on? Yeah, no. by the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, sorry, someone on the, on the bench was someone. Yeah, so yeah. Aubameyang was on the bench. No, Aubameyang started. Lacazette was on the bench. But right. um, and, and I, Saka, I just Saka had a really good t- chance to score as well, which is really I, frustrating. I, I, just moving on though from Arsenal's attack, I, do, I just want to talk about uh, Granite Xhaka. Mm. Um, so, can you explain to me Granite Xhaka's defending against Adama Traore? Oh well, I mean it's it's like it's like it's like a monster truck trying to like catch up with like. No, actually, no. It's like a bus trying to catch up with a Ferrari. It's just not going to work out. No, what, what I meant by that is, so Granit Xhaka is in front of Adama Traore, and instead of, instead of facing up to him, what he does is he turns his back and he, he just runs away from him. <laughs> I did not see this, and I'm really, yeah, so, I'm really happy I didn't. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. So what happens is, so... Um, so yeah, so uh, great. So Double Troyer's got the ball, and what happens is uh, he's running at the Arsenal. He's running at the Arsenal defence, and Granite Xhaka decides to defend by running away. So what he does is he's done the Captain Jack Sparrow sort of thing. We must fight. To, we must fight by running away. <laughs> and, Sounds like but, perfect defending. Yeah, oh. uh, unfortunately though, I, I, I think our colleague Liam, I don't think he agrees with that. That it was great defending. And yeah, um, I, I, I said this to my uncle, um, obviously uh, a friend of the show, <laughs> and 
uh, he said also um, defensively have got a lot better. However, Arteta seems to have just completely abandoned any attacking presence in the side. And to be honest, I completely agree with him. After the performance tonight, I think the attacking Arsenal are just absolutely woeful. To a certain extent, but I, I do think this second half, I think we were definitely a lot better. And yet you didn't have a shot. That's I know, thing. I know. It, it, but it is a problem. But also, it, Wolves are also very good at defending. I think that is... I know that, yeah, yeah, let's not, dude, let's not detract anything from Wolves. Wolves did play very well. But I'm just saying, though, it just... What he's done, Arteta, is he's he's shored up an area for years that Arsenal struggled with, yeah? Mm, yeah. And what he's done is he's neglected the other area. Yeah, which, I mean, in some ways, I guess you do kind of have to do. I mean, it, it's, it's your choice to kind of work on both at the same time. But I guess if you want to get one bit absolutely perfect before you work on another, I guess it's good to, ha- I guess it's good to build a castle on solid foundations than sand. Uh, but it's yeah, not that I, I, it's not that solid though, is it? Because you're you're losing matches, and there has been. I mean, you can credit mm. Wolves, and they played well, but this isn't the first game you've struggled to score, is it? No, yeah. Well, attacking wise, I think we've been shy, and I, I, I defensively in the last few games we have been slightly shaky. I think that's. I think some of that is confidence, and some of that is just opponents playing well. But yeah, it it is it is pretty demoralising. I mean, uh, as I said, uh, three three defeats now. Um, it, it just feel like Arsenal are going backwards, and yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I do want to say something though. For, for the people who are saying that this is no better than Unai Emery, um, can you fuck off, please? Yeah, because was... this is far better than Unai Emery ever was, and anyone who doesn't see that, I think, is absolutely delusional. To be honest, no, I think what they are are, are plastic fans who uh, all they do is focus on the negative Arsenal fan TV and <laughs> um, completely disregard what Arteta has done for Arsenal. I think Arteta has rejuvenated Arsenal, as I said, defensively. He shored that defence up. I think Gabriel has been an absolute revelation for the club. Yeah, and he was um, there as well. He was again another great game by Gabriel. I just, I just wish that he had a defensive partner that wasn't so fucking susceptible to do stupid shit. I just don't know why. why, why I don't know why we didn't start holding because once holding came on, he kind of shored it up at least a little bit. Yeah, I think I think what it is for holding. I just think he's he, he's he, not great. He, he's... Yeah. No, he's, I, I don't. I, I think he's a very good footballer. I just think what it is with holding is it's he, he get he, he has a good he has a little bit of a run in the Arsenal team and then something happens to him. Mm. He always gets he always, he always gets injured. And I think I think if he if if he was, if he's able to prove he can stay fit and then all that, yeah, I think he will be your first choice centre half. He should be him and him and Gabriel look very solid together. Yeah, and I mean. It's weird that we're like going back to a fallback. I think this is the third game this season in the Premier League that we've been in the fallback. So, and I, it's too early to say if it's working or not because I think there's advantages and disadvantages to it. I think it has kind of unsettled the defence a little bit, and the attack's still not quite there. No, it isn't. But I, I do think no. I think uh, all the, as you said, all the fans saying Arteta out. Please take your negativity away from the club, and remember that Arteta has given you, uh, won you the FA Cup last season when you shouldn't have won it. Yeah, 
So yeah, we, I we, mean, we still have Louise and Mustafi as third and fourth choice, first third, third and fourth choice defenders. I can't fucking speak today, Jesus. I mean, Arsenal were in disarray when Arteta came in. So, he, he, you know, he has, as you said, shored them up and stabilised things. He just just needs to get something going in attack, really. Yeah, I mean, it, what it is, it's, it just feels like it's a rebuilding job. And I think if he, I think all they got to do is just keep faith with him and not expect the Arsenal to be... Ch- I mean, let's be honest here, Arsenal, and I can say it's about Man United as well, because I think, Carl, you can agree to this. Arsenal and Man United are not Arsenal and Man United of 10, 15 years no. ago. Yeah? Oh, no, definitely. And I think, and I think what the fans need to do is realise that. Then, yes, they're two of the biggest names in world football, but they're not what they used to be. And also, and I, I, I think for both Arsenal and Man United, I think we need we need proper good recruitment and proper time to actually build a team. I mean, you, you look at Guardiola and you look at Klopp. Klopp's first year with Liverpool wasn't great because he still had those players that left over from, you know, was it Skirtle or Lovren? That was their first choice defence. Hey, Paco. hey. I, I I love I, I love um, Skirtle, don't worry. But no 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 no, you will not say bad words against the saviour. That is Dayan Lovren. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what I mean, though. Like it takes time to kind of build a team. And yeah, we, we, we don't have What it does. Yeah, but Liv, what it what it yeah, it takes time and also many 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 hundreds of millions of monies. Exactly. And what happens is, is Man United spend hundreds of million pounds of monies on shit. And <laughs> Arsenal spend hundreds of million pounds and pennies on Stan Kroenke's back pocket. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you both got... Re- and also, what, are, what Man United are paying hundreds of million pounds for is Ed Woodward's incredible footballing knowledge. Oh, he's a, he's a, master, he's a true mastermind. He's incredible, I think, to be fair. He is. I mean, I look at Edward Wood and I just say, you know what, yes, I want that man in charge. However, uh, United, we call him the closer because he closes all those transfer deals. It's it's just remarkable. Mm. I mean, I've heard other names, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Liam, where, what would you be... I mean, granted, we're, we're 10 games in. It's not like we're... we're, we're um, it's not like we're... we're 20 games into the season and do more gloom. I think they could turn around. But what would you be happy with this season? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep positive. We're, you know, we're six points. No, actually, wait, we're five points behind Leicester, who are in fourth right now. All is not lost. It's just... Mm. I think we just kind of need to keep positive. And I think, I mean, I don't think we're going to sign anyone in January, but I think we just need to keep positive and I think we need to kind of work and just, I'm hopeful for at least somewhere higher than ninth. Okay. Would you put, <laughs> would you put all your eggs in, in one basket and go for the Europa League? Uh, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I well personally, I, I I would hate that because I I care about the league more than Europa League, but it it would make more sense, I guess. But yeah. what what I'm saying that for? Because you look at Europa League now, you're guaranteed to be in the Champions League if you win it, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Would you rather would you prioritise Europa League? Ah. Uh, because I, I yeah. 
I, I think where you are now, I mean, it's, I mean this nicely. I don't, I do not think you're going to challenge. I don't think you'll finish fourth. No, I, really no, no don't. I, I don't think. I, I don't think it's impossible, but I, I, I think it'd be difficult. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there, there's like more chance of like Fulham finishing fourth, and you, I'm taking the piss there. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, they're not that far behind. Uh, no, they're only three points behind Man United. Who, uh, nobody's uh, no one's really running away with the um, yeah the league right now. I mean, our win, which we'll get to, pushed us up to seventh, only five points behind top spot Spurs when we looked in dire straits a couple of weeks ago. So it, it's yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, if it if it was last season with Liverpool and City steamrolling away with it, I, I could understand. But at the moment, I think there's still a chance. I mean, look at it this way. If you won today, we would have been in sixth. Like, that, exactly, that's, that's yeah. how much a win changes, especially now. Yeah, I, I just think, I, I, I just, uh, I just, I just, I, I can't see where the goals could come from, and that, that's a worrying thing. I mean, like we, we both. I mean, we'll get into we'll, we'll get into the Albion in a minute, but both our teams suffer from that. We just don't know where yeah. the goals are going to come from. And... I, I, I just hope we can build on the second half performance. So I think there are some positives to be taken there, as frustrating as it is. I mean, the thing is, Bamiyang, you, you can you know, normally guarantee a goal against opposition like Wolverhampton and whatnot, and he's just completely mm. dried up this season. I don't know what's what's happened to him. It's because he's had... Three, um, I looked at the stats and he's had four passes into him this game, which... It's not good enough, not. is it? No, well, that's the thing. We need some better service. And whilst we are kind of building some better attacks, at least in the second half, I think we still need that final ball. And But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping faith and I'm hoping that it will come. I completely agree. I think, I, 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 I mean, I hope that they do pull it, uh, pull it out of there, pull their finger out and start playing. But, you know, it's... Yeah, it's Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we'll we'll move on now. We'll 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 move on from you know the loser side of the podcast. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, Jesus Christ! Imagine imagine being a loser this week. Oh, oh no! Okay. I mean, you know, you're in trouble when you lose when uh, your team managed to win. But I can't. We'll build to that, please. Don't ruin it for people. Don't be, don't don't, <laughs> don't spoil it. That's why I, you know, I purposely didn't say the name. Yeah, we all know I support um, Watford. Leeds. So, no, Watford now. Wolves. Ah, ah. <laughs> Dickhead. Watford. Oh. Um, no, I support Tottenham because I love Harry Kane. Oh, same. <laughs> our saviour. Yeah, our lord and saviour. Um, <laughs> I mean, the the English, the English Perlo. Um, so, mm-hmm. we move on now to uh, Man United versus Southampton. Uh, and yeah, Carl, this is this is all you. I mean, yeah, Grant said Man United uh, winning three uh, two, coming from two goals down, um, and a, uh, a salvo, a, a great performance, a salvo by Edison Cavani, um, a man deemed too old to play in the Premier League by people, and he pulled a, a great performance from the bench. Carl, over to you. Yeah, I mean, talk about a game of two halves. I was literally fuming after the first half. I mean, not that we played that bad. I mean, 
we started the game reasonably well, passing the ball around, but not no real penetration. I mean, we we did. Um... Sorry, I let, no, I can't, I can't, I'm a man. Childish. I'm a, yeah, I'm a child. I'm <laughs> penetration. I have to laugh. But no, um, <laughs> we weren't making any real impacts, as in scoring goals. And then we got caught out by um, two really good sort of. Um, Dead ball situations, really. Uh, a great, a great corner. Uh, I don't know if there's a really a, a massive amount you could do to stop to stop that goal. In all honesty, and a really good free kick, which um, I think David De Gea collided with his goalpost trying to keep out. I think he got a hand to it, but World Prowess is, uh, a, you know, a very good dead ball. Um, specialist. specialist, isn't he? Yeah, really good player. Yeah. So, um, but it was still frust- it was still frustrating. Though. I mean, uh, again, we we you know we needed to win uh, as we start when we started off well enough, and then to find ourselves two 0 behind, and it just didn't feel a lot of confidence. You know, past games, Oli hasn't been able to show a plan B. Hasn't been able to change games. Um, there was a moment during the game where their goalkeeper rolled it straight out to one of our players and we still managed to bollocks it up and not score. So you kind of think when you screw up a guilt-head chance like that, it's, it's not going to be your it's not going to be your day. But uh, second half, you had to make two changes. Uh, Dean Henson had to come on because um, the, the, De Gea's obviously injured himself Colliding with the ring, uh, ring post, not wrestling, <laughs> is it? The goal, the goal post <laughs> when he was trying to keep out. <laughs> well, Travis is um, uh, free kick, and um, uh, Cavani came on for Greenwood, and that really changed the game. It gave us a, a front man to aim at, uh, a proper set of forward, and what, and as. Reset in his intro to the match. What a difference he made! He um, made a great pass to Bruno Fernandez to set up a goal for for Fernandez uh, again. Penalty. Scored in open play without it being a penalty. Uh, you know, for someone who can only score from penalty. So I keep getting told that not a bad effort. And then Cavani with two goals, two-headed goals, uh, one to equalise, one to win the game, and really good headers they were too. He he, he showed great movement and uh, technique to um, to score both of them, I thought. And yeah, it's showing, I know we got him on a free, but we're paying him a lot of money, but it's it's showing that it's well worthwhile because um, he's a proper target man, which perhaps we haven't got. I mean, Rashford's form's been a bit spotty. Uh, there's been a lot of s- controversy surrounding Greenwood. I, I don't know how much of that to believe. Um, and he didn't really have his best his, his best match in all fairness. He probably should have scored at one point. But overall, I'm, I'm happy. In it. And for once, Oli showed he, he can make changes to change a game. I mean, too often he's waited until like the 70th minute to make a substitution when we're drawing or losing and it's been too late to make a real difference or impact and credit to Cavani he he, he showed what a, a class act he he is 
I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really jealous you have, you have Cavani. I, I, I think he's someone that we could have really done with, actually. Well, a lot of people, as you, as we said, though, a lot of people were laughing, thought we were overspending. <laughs> but even Paris Saint-Germain have kind of admitted that perhaps we shouldn't have uh, let him go so soon. And also tell us, uh, watched him play the last couple of games. Mm. I, I think he looks excellent. Really good, really yeah. good, cor- really good corners, and that's something we've been we've been lacking. Um, the only thing with tell us though, I do feel I do feel sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry, but I do feel bad for Brandon Williams. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it's it's not nice when anyone has to get sacrificed. And unfortunately, it is Brandon Williams that I that got sacrificed for him. But, but when he came off, I, I did notice he was he was clutching his groin a little bit. So whether he's got a bit of a strain or or something, because it, it, it felt because we were I think it was two all, and it felt like a funny it felt like a funny substitution to be making um, when he swapped Tellers for Brandon Williams. So I don't I don't know if that's an injury there. So uh, just go just a question though, just to ask me about your left back position because you've got Williams, Shaw, and Tellers. Out of those three, who would you let go? Uh, probably Shaw. Um, yeah. I think Williams is still very young, and I was quite impressed with him when he came in last season. Um, Tellers looks excellent. Shaw, he's very good at going forward. He's very fast, and he does give you options. Um, going forward, but he does forget. He's a defender. He does forget to to run back, and he he does make uh, positional mistakes as well. So, yeah. Why I ask is just because um, Brandon Williams has been linked with moves away. Brighton, um, uh, I've been linked with him as of Newcastle. I've just seen. Uh, would you see it'd be a big loss if he went? Uh, if we had um, all three fit, I wouldn't be opposed to him being loaned out to gain a bit of experience. But I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to sell him. Okay, no, I, I completely agree. I think out of, the, out of the three of them, I think if I was in charge, I would. I, I think yeah, um, Luke Shaw would unfortunately be the the party I'd get rid of. I just uh, he's had his chance. He's been at the club a fair few mm. years now. Yeah. I mean, granted, yes, he did sorry for Man United when he was young and all that, but he's not a young man anymore. And yes, granted, he had that horrific leg break against PSV, but he hasn't kicked on since coming back from here. And he just, yeah, I, I, for me, I don't think you need him. So, I also thought Danny Van der Beek had a decent game as well. He gives you more. He's he's really good at the ball, and he gives you more options as well. Yeah, unfortunately, he looks like he's picked up an injury as well. Uh, yeah, because fans are saying, laughing at him, going for his reaction. He has put on, yeah, he's put on social media. His foot is pretty swollen. It does look bad. Hopefully, he's back soon. But uh, step in the right direction for Man United in this game, and hopefully, mm. it's to kick on. But how many times have we said that this season already? Uh, yeah, there's. I think even their manager said, "You just never know what you're going to get with United. We could, we could play brilliant, or we can be utter." Or to shite. Um, as I say, I don't think we're ever really bad. I don't, I don't think we were ever shite in this match. We just got caught out a couple of times. And um, Ole Gunnar finally showed he can make the necessary changes to to change a match and get us back into it. And he needs to he needs to do that more often. He's got the players now. Um, yeah. 
expects like Cavani to to come on and make a difference. Uh, you know, I mean, Southampton are a good team, so I, I, I think it's something to be very proud of. To be honest. Yeah, definitely, especially to come back like that. Because as I keep saying, we we haven't always looked capable of that, and they have got you know Wood Prowse. I've been very impressed with him the last few seasons, not this just this season. He he is an excellent player, not just from his dead balls. So uh, I asked uh, I, the, the question I asked Liam. I'll ask you then. So what would you take? What would you be happy with uh, with, the, with your start to the season? What would you want? Top four. I mean, we finished top four last season. We should be looking at finishing top four again. I think anything else is a disappointment, really. Whether whether we can achieve that, we've got to find some consistency. Yeah. But, uh, I, for me, anything other than top four is a disappointment. Hmm. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, oh, it's time. Yeah, oh, it's time. <laughs> oh, I've been, uh, for for ten games, I've been wanting to say this. <laughs> for ten games, I've I've been I've been waiting to say these words, boys. West Bromwich Albion have won a game in the Premier League. Woo! We finally did it. As I said, after 10 games of not actually playing badly or anything like that, not being swept aside by any team, by any stretch of my, uh, uh, imagination, we haven't been absolutely dominated by anybody. We've just been very unlucky with certain decisions and everything like that going against us. But finally... We, beat, we, we, we win. Sheffield United, um, oh, Neil Westbridge Albion won. Conor Gallagher with a fantastic finish on outside the area. Nicely, not nice little side foot to the bottom corner. However, though, we were fucking lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the opening few minutes, I mean, they oh, looked like they were going to rip you asunder in those opening 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, big time. I completely agree with you. I mean, they absolutely, they, they should have been three, four up by seven minutes in the game. And <laughs> me, me, and my, me and my friends were talking as we watched it. So we was, um, we was just on the, we just text each other going, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? And then, you know, the, we, we started playing our football. Mateus Pereira got the ball and started playing his game. I just want to say he was absolutely superb. It was an excellent game. Um, the most chances created by any player this season in the Premier League in one game with nine. Only De Bruyne has done more in the last couple of years. That was with ten. So just shows that just shows his quality. He's he's such a good player. And how we got him for eight million quid, I'll never know. But um, he was superb. But I do agree. Liam made a fantastic. Um, he, he, Liam made a great point, um, and I never thought I'd ever say those words. But um, <laughs> thank you. No, you're welcome. Uh, you compared us to the Villa last season, and to be honest, I completely agree with you. We are we, we've played we've played such good football, but there's just there's a lack of end product, and we haven't got a, a Premier League quality striker. And you hit the nail on the head when you said it because thinking about it, <laughs> completely right. And if, if only Pereira had someone to who could complement his style and everything like that. Because I mean, yeah, I like Carlin Grant, 
Uh, unfortunately, I don't think Carlin Grant is he's the not good enough. I mean, no, he's a good player. He's just not Premier League quality. I hope that yeah. comes. I hope, the, I hope the more he plays in the Premier League, I hope the more that he adapts to it. But right now, he's not. How Robson Carney, you know, my my, my, my stance on Robson Carney. Charlie Austin is as useful as a sack of meat to a vegan. He's just not a Premier League quality player, is he, Charlie Austin? Yeah, not, no, not anymore. Not, not anymore. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah. Not anymore. He used to be great. Yeah, when it, when it was a QPR, it was incredible. But I think what it is, I think injuries have just taken their toll on him, and uh, I just think he's a he's a shadow of his former self. Very good in the championship. I think any team wanting to get out of the championship or survive in the championship, Charlie Austin should be on their list. I mean, yeah, but uh, he's not he's not that player. Um, but. I think we defended really well again. I think Carl Bartley was incredible. A captain's performance at the back, he led them. Ivanovic, with that experience, is just such invaluable to them. Uh, I, yeah, I, he I, really I, is. I, I want to. I tell you, a player I want to praise as well. I, I don't think because I, I didn't. I didn't rate him massively, but I want to praise Connor Townsend. I think he's since, since um, Gibbs has been been out. I think Connor Townsend has really stepped up, and I think he's been one of our best players. In that role, I think he's just, yeah, I think he's really stepped up his game, and yeah, I'm, um, I think he's played really well. Furlong has been incredible as well. So, yeah, I, hope I also, I know you've given him a bit of stick, but I think you're um, deserves a lot. I, well, well, I was getting to him. <laughs> I was getting to that man. Now, <laughs> two podcasts ago, I absolutely berated this man. I said he was, an, he was a liability. We should get rid of him. However, crazy. However. <laughs> for the past two games Sam Johnson has been West Virginia, well, not in this match Pereira for me was man of the match but Sam Johnston was incredible two fantastic saves point blank if you not should have scored him McBurney should have scored Johnson fantastic save Burke should have scored what a, what a save from that header um, but Sam Johnston I think that, this is what I'm, this is what I meant here by he shows glimpses of how good he can be it's just you, there's always a mistake in him and I think but against Sheffield United, I think he was absolutely superb. I can't, I can't fault him. He's, he's um, brilliant. Yeah, he was awesome um, he was. on Saturday. He really was. It was. Um, I do want. I, I, I do think. She, uh, but we, we, we've praised West Brom. I think. Um, I just want just one more. There, Conor Gallagher, fantastic player. I just want, it's a real shame he's only on loan. And I think if I think Chelsea have got a great, great player on their hands if he stays at Chelsea. If not, I think any, I think top six down. I think he could be a fantastic player for a team mm. of, uh, of that quality because I think he's such he's such a good player at, at that age. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about Sheffield, Sheffield United. Um, oh, jeez, that they, they, they're just. It's a classic case of second season syndrome with them because they're just they're they're an absolute shadow of themselves from last season. One point from uh, the opening ten games. Yeah, they're in real trouble. Um, they're obviously desperately struggling. Yeah, big time, big time. The worst one, Arsenal. Jesus Christ, who would have thought it? Oh, <laughs> be quiet. There's a lot of teams <laughs> at Arsenal. Uh, oh. but, yeah, it's just it, a lot of teams have gone through it, like second season syndrome, where they've been, you know, 
found out how to be played against and everything like that. However, though, we've said it. I, I don't think we would say it again, but I just think, just want to say Dean Henderson is a massive miss for Sheffield United. Yeah. Oh really. yeah, totally. And and uh, the fact that they tried to replace him with Ramsdale has just backfired completely because I don't think Ramsdale is. I mean, granted, yes, he did make a good save against Bartley's header. Um, he's not ready yet. I don't think he's not. I mean, well, it says I mean, Sheffield United let him go, and then they brought him back, and he's yeah. But uh, we can't put it on Ramsdale. There's a whole. There's, I think the whole team needs to take a look at themselves. For me, Sheffield United just looks like there's no leader in that team. There's no leader in the squad. Uh, Chris Wilder, um, just he looks lost. He doesn't look. I mean, I think love the Ollie situation. He just looks like he doesn't have a plan B. Yeah, and we are we are sort of approaching sacking season as well, aren't we? So some managers are going to be looking over their shoulders. I mean, he, he, he's been a fantastic. He's done a fantastic job at Sheffield United, taking the League One to the Premier League. However, uh, um, they've regressed this season. They don't look. They've they've moved. They've, they've progressed at all. They've bought really crap as well. Um, and, yeah, I think they're room for a long, old season. Could Derby's record be under threat of 11 points in the one Premier League season? But the way that, but the way they're playing, I think it could be. Yeah, it, it really could. Uh, I can see a new manager coming in in the next, possibly before Christmas. I don't know who, I don't know who, but the, the, they'll, uh, they'll look at... Making changes for sure. Yeah, big time. I mean, I'm just gonna say, if Ranieri can get sacked nine months after winning the Premier League title, mm. then Chris Wilder can get sacked. I mean, because yeah. no, no disrespect to West Bromwich Albion. I mean, you looking at at this as a a game we can win. Sheffield United are there for the taking, and Sheffield United would have been thinking the exact same thing about I'll just you. Say, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just like to say that to you. I was just about to say that in my in my head I've got well that Sheffield United should have thought you know this is a must win game and let's realize West Brom they haven't played that well they're a bit like us they're there for the taking and unfortunately they just couldn't capitalize they should have they they, they should have won mm. this game the chances they the chances they had but unfortunately they didn't and you know what I couldn't give two rats ass about Sheffield United because my team <laughs> won they no no <laughs> definitely. Uh, I was, um, how did it feel though when you saw uh, you're under the cost and you saw seven minutes of added time? That must have been sheer torture. My ass was like a rabbit's nose. <laughs> um, it was it was as tight as I can't say nuns. No, I can't say that one. Uh, <laughs> I think we know where you were going. <laughs> it, was as t- it was as tight as raccoons are when they see Liam. So. <laughs> Uh, no, no, nothing can be outside. <laughs> but no, it was yeah, it was torture. But we got through. We 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 managed to to hold on and and yeah, we we um we we held on and got that one 0 win. That's such a vital thing. I mean, regardless of what the scoreline was, just get that first win on the board and we can just push on now. And I really hope we do because, yeah, hopefully this will give you the confidence to to build and um, mm. get some more wins under your belt. The only downside to this, though, 
the only downside to us play, to um, Pereira playing this well is the fact he's, he's it does feel like the the, the, the the bigger teams are going to come stick around him because not speaking now as a West Brom but speaking as a football fan he should be at a bigger club than West Brom oh he, dude I, like, I, 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 I feel like we could fucking do with him to be honest like he, well, no, he, no, he's no, fucking no. immense no, no. I mean, play for, I mean, come on. Play for, a good, a good club. He means. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. I see. Liam. Dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not on about okay. Mike either. But um, <laughs> uh, a, a Tottenham Hotspur or someone like that. Oh, can you imagine that? Can you imagine uh, the the English Perlo and? Um... <laughs> oh, it'd be so great, guys. Can't oh, we? Liam, we, we know how much you love um, Harry Kane. <clears throat> Arsenal, Arsenal can, can can get relegated, but as long as Spurs don't win the title, I think I'll be happy this season. I, I think that's that's position I'm happy with. <laughs> uh, before before we move on, can I just ask you: oh. Do you think do you think uh, West Brom do need to address their striker situation in the next transfer window? And if they don't, do you think you're going to be struggling still? I have said. Till I am blue in the face, why did we not sign Troy Deeney? I mean, do you think that's still an option? Do you think that could still be an option in the window? I mean, it could be because he's not he's not playing for um, I don't, yeah, he's, I don't think he's playing for Watford unless he's injured. But I mean, I, I'd have him in a heartbeat because he's regardless of age and all that, he's a player that is. He, he's got Premier League experience and he's a bully. And I think we could do someone like that. Mm. And I, I think it, it could be a possibility. I'd love I'd love it if we got him. I would love it. Um, just quick, all the Kevin Keegan references there, guys. Thank you. But, uh, <laughs> but no. Um, I, I, I think, yeah. I think we'd. Um, I think we should do with someone like that. If we don't, then yeah, I'd be very upset that we don't get anyone in. But um, first with the season, hopefully we can push on. And yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm yeah, I agree. Dini would be great, but I think you've got to get. I think you've got to get someone in, even if it's a, a lone player. Just you know, you, you you need something, you need something up, something else up front, definitely. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, but uh, just to answer my own question, I've asked you to, regardless what I would, what ask regarding what I would take. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. <laughs> yeah. Seventeenth is the aim. Anything above seventeenth is a bonus. And um, if there's any Albion fans that say, oh, that's so negative, um, please be quiet and keep your opinions to yourself. Well, when it's taken you yeah, 10 games to get a win, I think most be, most people would rip your arm off if you offered them 17th, to be honest. Big time, big time. I mean, I, I definitely would. I mean, if it, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I take 17th in a heartbeat. I mean... Hopefully we we stay at the end end of the weekend after all the fixtures are played and we we push on and yeah but it's it's a long goal season the Premier League is a it's a it's a horrible horrible uh, league in that regard. Yep. 
so hopefully we push on and yeah, we we keep we we keep moving forward. That that's all I'm hoping for. So yeah. Yeah, well, we can we can only hope. Um, I must admit, I'm not a West Brom fan normally, but because you know, they haven't won yet, and you're a mate, I, I was I was within the month to get over the line with uh, their first victory. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I, I, I think I'm a West Brom fan now. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> at least you have some happiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I, f- I think you've got uh, Crystal Palace next. That's a that's a winnable game if you if you play well enough. Yeah, it is. I could, it, 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 for me, it's a must-win game. Mm. I mean, it, it, it's not like it's Palace away. Then I'd be feeling a bit, um, bit if you go, oh, can we do it? Can we? No, it's Palace at home. Um, I know that home actually means nothing right now, but you know, it's Palace at. Pass at the Hawthorns, and hopefully we can push on and get something from it. But it's West Brom, and that's all I'm going to say. No matter, it's West Brom. So, but yeah, very happy, and yeah, we can move, we 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 can hope hopefully push on from this. So, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll just a quick. Uh, summary of the, the fixtures going. We'll start with um, Brighton versus Liverpool. Uh, 1-1 draw at the Amex. Um, VAR really it's ugly. Heard once more in this game. Merely touched on it earlier, but Liverpool taking the lead uh, through uh, one of the signings of the season, Diogo Schott. Oh, he's been awesome. He mm. really has. Insane. I wasn't... When they signed him, I, I wasn't convinced because Liverpool have a history of Signing players um, from lower down clubs that just don't seem to work out for them, but no, Jot has been awesome. I, I Liam, you made a great point, and to be honest, uh, what I didn't reply. I mean, we, we, we were talking on our on our um, Facebook message group, and I didn't reply to this. I should have because um, I, I had a reply there, just I didn't want to because I was too busy doing nothing. Some, some, no, because I know I agree with you. I I can understand the what you the, the point you made by saying you, you feel that Jota is Salah esque. I can see it mm. uh, in terms of the way he plays and everything like that. And I, I I can see Carl's point as well by not seeing it. But for me, it's just about I've not really thought about to be honest. So it's uh, not really a fair for me to. to to really say, but yeah, it, it, it does feel. I, I can I, I can see why. I mean, it do, he does feel. He has an essence about him. I think. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't think he's anywhere near the level of Mo Salah. Because I think Mo Salah is on his own. Yeah. In that Liverpool team of how good the attackers are and everything like that. I think Mo Salah is special. I think, I think as a finisher, I think he's one of the best. I, I, well, I, I, I do. I, I completely see your point. I, I, I can see why you've made that comparison because he is, yeah, the, 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 the both quick, the both player for last man, and I mean, he took his goal so. I had so much to do though with that goal that he took. I mean, it wasn't like it was just fed to him. He had to, he had to take the, he had to take the touch away from the defender, and yeah, I, I think it was a. 
a very well-taken goal by him. It, it was it nine and eight, I think he's got, which is just a great return in the Premier League alone. So, yeah, I think Liverpool have got themselves an absolute bargain for 45, 45 million quid. But Liverpool had two goals disallowed. Mane had a goal disallowed. And I'm struggling to think of the other one. Salah? Salah? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. When his uh, his toenail was judged to be offside. Yeah, but the, the Marnie one was very clear. The Salah one is is one of those, isn't it? Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, they did ride their luck in um, the first half of the Bill Brighton had some great chances, and the uh, Mr. Penalty as well, Mapay sending a goalkeeper the wrong way, but still managing to put the ball wide, so... Um... He sent himself the wrong way, that's what he did, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Morpay is a weird one, because it feels like he he has a good game, and then there's some, he does something like that, where he, he misses an absolute... Well, he misses an absolute golden chance, because I think if they... I think if they took that, I think that they would have won, because I think uh, Trossard and he, you know, he pulled a good save out of Alisson as well. Brighton did have their chances. Um, but the talking point was, was it a penalty, yes or no? Um, for me, it's not a penalty at all. <sighs> yes, Robertson makes contact with Welbeck's foot. But he's, he's going for the ball. He's going to clear the ball. And he just, uh, I, yeah, he absolutely baffled me. I... I, I I think I put it in the in in like I think I put it in the group like I don't really know what a foul is in 2020. I don't know what a penalty is because if yeah. if that's if that's a penalty, okay, fine. But if if that's a penalty, then so is, is the Sabios one. It's yeah. just there needs to be some kind of consistency. Like if it's contact, okay, then fine. You know, whatever. It's just please, fucking hell. But what it is, it's it's, it's human error again. It's a human. Deciding that that is a penalty, whereas, uh, whereas the Sabios one, there's another human decided that's not a penalty. It just doesn't work, and it's it, it, they need to realise that this system doesn't work, and it's shit. How are they doing it in other countries? Because apparently they keep saying until they're blue in the faces, they're not. It's working better in Europe, and they're not having the same problems over there. Not that because I watch... we because we're English and we think we do it right. <laughs> But I've got to ask you a question, Carter. Can you imagine VAR trying to overturn a Pierre Luigi Colina decision? <laughs> well, you know, VAR would shit its pants if they saw him coming. The, the system would cry, go, no, 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 no. I don't want Voldemort coming towards me. <laughs> but it, yeah, it just. Uh, it just annoys me that, that, that they spent all this money on a system that doesn't actually work. And they're convinced it does work, and it, it's ruining the game. Milner's just come out. And, Milner came out and said um, that football. He's falling out of love with football because of the VAR rage, and I, I have to agree with him. I'm I'm slowly hating football because of it. But the big talking point, though, from the, the Liverpool Brighton game was the post-match interview of Jurgen Klopp. Oh yes, <laughs> I think that man has. He's. 100% right. I really... I, 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 I can't disagree with him because I, I, I feel for Liverpool, the fact they're playing, what, they're playing on a Wednesday 
Wednesday night, then they're going to play half twelve on a Saturday. Surely they should have played the late kickoff on the on the Saturday. Mm. And it, it, it's just it, I completely agree with you. Broadcasting broadcasters are ruining football. Sky and BT are ruining it. And yeah. and, and, and Liam, mm. I, I, I'm going to make a U-turn on my five substitution thing. I think that I, I think it should be brought in. Yeah, because look at the injuries Liverpool have had. It is it, insane. I mean, yeah, they have a big squad, but it's 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 too unbelievable. I think. Well, the, the fact they're having to play the, the fact they're having to play fucking that they, they couldn't play Matip. Who I think is a Matip that only fits centre half, and they couldn't play because of fish fixture congestion. The fact they played Champions League and Klopp said he had, he had to rest him because he was tired. I, I completely agree. I mean, yeah, I know I made a thing saying, oh, they get paid this this amount of money and they shouldn't be moaning about playing football. But, is it, yeah. It, it's their livelihood. It's their job. Like, you, if there's something that's an issue with your job, you're going to complain about it. It doesn't matter what kind of work you... It doesn't matter where you work. Yeah, and I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think the five substitution rules should come in. And Klopp blaming Chris Wilder is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> because Chris Wilder, you sir, are a numpty. I, I can't believe it's fifteen to five, and that hasn't gone through. That's kind of ridiculous, I think. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, it has to be unanimous, though, Liam. Every person must be, they, they must vote unanimously. It must Tell be out to Brexit supporters. <laughs> yes, yes, no, I completely agree. It's absolute bollocks. Absolute bollocks. And I, I think that I, 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 I do a big U-turn, and I completely think that they should, um, yeah, have fun. I, I, I also think that even if not the five sub rule, because obviously there are issues with it, there should at least be like an injury substitution. Well, that, that, that in rugby, they have in rugby they do that. They have say if it's like a blood injury. Mm. That obviously there was that big hole. Um, blood gate thing with Harlequins and it kind of brought the game to disrepute because I think that could happen however I think there should be I think there should be because like Milner went off and Klopp said are you happy you're to blame for Milner's injury and yeah I could be, I, I, I see his point completely I, mean, I think if they used similar rules uh, that they used um after, um, last season after lockdown, uh, I can't see any problem with the five substitutes p- personally. Yeah, same, same completely. Like, I think I think it needs to happen, and I think if people keep moaning about it, then yeah, go watch, go watch balls. And uh, I mean, and also with, with the schedule and lack of rest I've had, you know, this summer, I mean, how much rest have Man United had before they had to go back into the Premier League? They're quite a bit because Man, Man United, I think it was Man United, Man City had a gap, had a bit of a gap because they played the Champions League, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, we we had a we had a bit we had a little bit more because um, we had to, we played a bit more because we played a bit more football. We had no more rest than anyone else because um, we, as you say, we did that Champions League tournament thing. So nobody's had a lot of rest. Or pre-season, that's that's the trouble. And this is how you get injuries when uh, you're playing too many games in a in a row. I think the Champions League should have been scrapped. 
I, I do. I think I think the Champions League should have been should have been scrapped this season because the fact is that oh no, there was a worldwide pandemic going on. But however, however, you could travel around Europe to go and kick a ball into a net. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? It I, wouldn't have. I, actually, I think, I think internationals are even worse, to be honest, because yeah, the restrictions are so. Yeah, I, I I don't get how they do it because the fact is that I, I I'm pretty sure that the law is you fly to the country, you have to then quarantine yourself for two weeks. So they go play football. I don't think anybody's done that. So no. it's just absolute bollocks. And football is an absolute joke. I, I, and then you have like the banning for me. I just like sleep in the airport overnight. It's just like, oh, it's just, it's crazy. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, Liam just sent us a picture of Harry Kane getting his nails done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll get into uh, Manchester City versus Burnley. Um, I mean, do we need to talk about this game? Because it's been the same result for the last four years. Yeah, pretty astonishing. Wow. And um, Kevin De Bruyne looked uh, back to his best almost in in this match where he, you know, he's been struggling the last few matches, but he played really well and in turn City played really well. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah, setting, um, that cross for Mendy's goal was delicious. But um, Man City winning five 0 again. But a Riyad Mahrez hat trick. Mm. His first since two thousand and fifteen, uh, when he scored against Swansea. Um, well, that was for Leicester. And yeah, he he looked sharp. He looked good. Torres looked good. Jesus, I think, looked very good as well. But for me, best player on the pitch was John Stones. Yeah, he was really good this game, actually. He was absolutely solid for, for, for Man City. Only second start of the season in the league. And he looked sharp. He looked he looked really steady at the back. There was no fanning about with his clearances or that. It was very assured, a very short performance at the back. And I think, you know, I, I think... I hope this gives some confidence boost. I think John Stones is a bit. He's he, he looks like someone who is lacking confidence, maybe. Mm. Yeah, he has been a bit out of favour recently, hasn't he, John Stones? But um, yeah, came back and uh, had a good game. Yeah, big time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but are Burnley in trouble? Do you think this season the Burnley uh, could be favourites for relegation this season? Yeah, they're 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 looking like they're on a, a knife edge, so to speak. Mm. See, th- this is another um, another manager who's done absolutely wonderful things for a team, and it, it does feel like a bit he's got a bit comfortable. A bit like Eddie Howe. See, looking yeah. Eddie Howe, very sure. comfortable at Bournemouth. Yeah, it's Sean Dyche, isn't it? Yeah, he's sure he's, I think yeah. he's been there for... Been there ages, hasn't he? Yeah, I think nine years, I think he's been there. That's forever these days, isn't it? That's ages. Yeah. I think he's like, I think, I think he's the longest-serving manager in the Premier League. I can't, yeah. I, 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 there's nobody else that's been there, a team longer than him, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Right. I mean, if, right. if, I'm, if I'm wrong, please, people, please... Don't correct me because I won't listen to you. <laughs> I'd be yeah. surprised. I'd be surprised if you're wrong on that account. Managers seem to come and go like uh, anything these days. Mm. Well, no, I mean, I know that Pochettino was until he 
got sacked. So may, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe Sean Dyche is the longest ever match in the Premier League. If he is, then wow, the ginger Mourinho has done very well. But <laughs> um, I, I, it could just be a case. The fact is, he could be sta- stagnant now. Like he can't take them any further than they are because I think Burnley, where, where they are a good team, it just feels like the Burnley are stagnating. <laughs> That, that, that is their peak. I can't see Burnley challenging for Europe, can you? No, no, definitely not. And that's the thing. Like, it, it feels like he's he's taken them as far as he could, as far as he can. And I think that's that's a case sometimes in managers. It just they, they've take they take them, yeah, to, to their to, to the peak, to their limit of where they think they can get to, and there's not much more they can do. And I, I do feel that's the way with Sean Deutsch at, at Burnley, which is a shame because I think he's. He's a great manager. Yeah, definitely. I think he's uh, done a remarkable job, in all honesty, mm, um, at Burnley. But, yeah, I, I think they're going to struggle to to stay to stay up this, this season. I really do. Liam? Yeah, I I can't see how they change it. To be honest, it's one of it's one of those things like maybe something will just click like us. Maybe it's just they're missing something because because usually like we've we've been talking about them challenging for Europa League. Like yeah. there has been a conversation in the past. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No. No. I, I can see where you're coming from. So it, it, it is kind of, it's a little bit surprising. Maybe something will just kind of change. I don't know. I don't see it happening. For, for me personally, I can't see it happening because I just... I don't, but you never know. I mean, look, yeah. look, look, look at Leicester. Yeah, but the thing that... Why I don't see how... I think if they had another manager, another like some, like some fresh ideas, and I think, yeah, they could do it, but I think because of... I said, if it was like they've stagnated under Deutsch mm. I can't see him taking them any further Which no I, I can't either he's a, he, as I said a very very good manager it's just mm. but then sometimes you can change managers from someone who's done a good job and they can go the other way some, you know from bad to worse yeah I, mm. I, I, I agree but I and I think the players as well. I think it'd be a big thing for them. They've had they've had a gruff ginger man for <laughs> you know nine years, and then they probably have to go to someone new. I think it could be a cold shot for them, but then again, it could work. But I mean, I I, I hope Burnley do absolutely shite this season because you know that's mm. <laughs> I I hope there three there are three teams worse than Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> That's all I care, about. Right? I don't care about how good your teams are. I hope that there's three teams that are shit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do think Burnley are going to be down there, there or thereabouts this season. I, I, I can't see them staying up, which is a shame. No, Sheffield United, Burnley look dead certs to go down. Hmm. And I think uh, Arsenal are the other one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, one of my other choices was at the start of the season was Villa, and that's that's looking laughable. Mm. 
<laughs> at the moment. <laughs> but then again, though, they've had a good start, but then, you know... Yeah, I've seen it before where teams have started a uh, season well and then fallen away and find themselves in danger zone. So you never know for sure. Do you remember Hull? When Hull went on that, absolutely. Yes, I was just thinking about Hull mm. then, actually, yeah. What, the, the, were, were they fourth at one? They were fourth for ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were right up the top end of the table, anyways. And then I think it got to. Um, they didn't win a game from Christmas onwards. <laughs> they, they just survived. Yeah, they found themselves in real trouble, didn't they? I mean, so. They, they, I can remember them playing a team from North London, absolutely battering them. Oh, Spurs, yeah, I, 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 I can remember that. Yeah. No, not Tottenham. There's another. There was another team. I, I, I Arsenal. I, I, I wouldn't know. Yes. Who? Who? I, I, I have no memory of this. Is <laughs> it Giovanni scored an absolute beauty? Arsenal have never lost a game on it. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they they have another. Never. Anyway, moving <laughs> on from, 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 from Liam's bullshit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, just we 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 spent a lot of Berlin. We just talk a bit a bit about. Uh, just, do you think this is a turning point for Man City? Do you think now they could push on from this? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the next games. Fulham, so you'd fully expect them to win that one. Oh, that's a bit like that's a bit like WWE versus like some custard yeah. place at it. So you know, that's my other team to go down. Actually, Fulham. I, I think I think you yeah. guys will be all right. Just mm. yeah, I, I cl- it's going to be close, especially if you don't nail down um, uh, a, a decent striker in the transfer window. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think we, we we need one of them. If we don't get one, then yeah, I think it's going to be a long old season. But I think it's anyway. But uh, we move on then to Everton versus Leeds. Leeds winning one uh, nil at, at Goodison Park. Um, just one big talking point from this though. It's what has happened to Everton. Yeah, they started off so well, and I watched this match, and I thought Leeds were the better team through through most of it. And I actually, I actually think it's probably my fault because um, <laughs> I, I put my, I made Dominic Calvin Lewin my captain for my fantasy team. So it, as soon as I did that, it was obvious he wasn't going to do any good. So sorry, Mister Ancelotti, it's it's my fault. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Yeah, to, to quote Peter Crouch, piss off, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh, Everton have just... It's not like they can't blame it on us. There's no hammers now. It's... Do you think they all have to be there, all the new signings? I mean, because I think Digny's yeah. going to be missing for a bit now. Do you think Do you think they're a team that... It has to be the, the whole shebang for them to perform well? Yeah, I do. It might be like a Leicester situation. They they had so many players, like, you know, that Leicester team when they won the title, like, they had barely any players out, and it was just that team just forever and ever and ever, and they Mm. barely rotated. It might be one of those kind of things. 
you're missing a you're missing a cog, and then the whole machine doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, def, that's what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Jesus Christ, what Liam making sense? This <laughs> <laughs> is what happens when I'm depressed. Do you, do you know what? I think we just get Liam. There's some things apart from Arsenal get you depressed. <laughs> Uh, air freshness. Air freshness scared me actually, and I'm not, not even kidding. Like, I I have to leave a room whenever someone uses an air freshener. Is it because it, 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 it masks your musty smell? It, it, it's because it reminds me of my times in the war. Or, or it reminds me of napalms. <laughs> so one minute we're praising for talking sense, and now we babbles. This, this oh, back in Nam. Oh, I don't want to talk about those days. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about Everton playing crap, but a bit of praise to Leeds. They've had a very good start to the season, a very difficult start to the season as well. The teams have had to play and never been faced by it at all. I mean, they've played uh, Man City, Liverpool, Everton. And yeah, they just, uh, I think they've had a very, very, very good start to the season. Yeah, uh, I know Leeds are traditionally hated rivals of Man United, but for me, they're a team that should be in the Premier League. And, you know, mm. it's good that they've started well and hopefully they can they can at least stay up, finish mid-table and, and perhaps build on that. Yeah, like, I agree. I mean, I, I grew up watching Leeds versus... Um, Leeds versus Man United and mm. the rivalry with that as well and obviously watching the damned United as well the Brian Clough thing and realising how big of a club Leeds are yeah I completely agree with that I, mean, I remember like mm. players like Rio Ferdinand <laughs> Viduka and Cantona uh, Kewell yeah I mean yeah they had some good players and some you know some good players and a good team I mean, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, what that 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 Leeds team, I mean, the Viduka team, semi-final the Champions League that got to, and lost to Valencia. So you know, uh, obviously, mm. team is pomp, but a team that was spending above its means. So yeah, um, it took them a long time to get to where where they should be, but hopefully they stay. Where they belong, which is in the Premier League. So, um, <clears throat> so we quickly move on to. Uh, we'll just move on to the last game of Sunday. Um, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Liam's favourite uh, player. Uh, player. I was so ridiculous. Yeah, Harry Kane's my favourite, and. Somehow, Pierre, you couldn't find the pass. I, I, I don't know what happened. I tell you what, it was. It was a T. It was. A, it was. I don't know to put it. It was. It, it felt like two teams up, but they just didn't take the chances, did they? They were just like they were too scared to go for it. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was almost like a Jose Mourinho masterclass in in that sense. Yeah, it kind of felt like it kind of felt like when he was like I remember he faced like Liverpool when they were kind of on a roll when Suarez was there, and he just completely parked the bus and I think I think he won that game because I, I think that was the game with the Stevie G slip I could be wrong. What the Demba Bar? 
Yeah, it kind of reminds me. I think it was that game or one of the games before, but he would just sit back completely and just, you know, hold out the game and wait for a counter attack. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. then. <laughs> no, 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 no. I completely agree with you. I mean, M- Mourinho, what I like about Mourinho is Mourinho has adapted himself to that. Mm. So M- Mourinho knew that his football had to change, he's adapted himself. To- that's what he did. I mean, if I compare it to Oli, where Oli doesn't adapt at all, Mourinho isn't afraid to do it. And yeah, Mourinho's football before was all about, you know, um, was all about possession and press and all that. Now he realises, you know, like, hmm, if we sit back and defend, we can actually do better and play the counter attack. So, um, I see where you're coming from. But it, it just felt like two teams that were tentative in a way. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you look at the shots, and I mean, they're really not that better than us today. It kind of just felt like there's something missing. They're, they're not firing as you as you would expect, either, either because each of their strengths can cancel each other's out, or they just were just very hesitant and just didn't want to make a wrong move. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it was a game that they it, it felt like a game they didn't want to they didn't want to win, but they, they, a game that they didn't want to lose. If you get if you get what I'm coming from. Oh, you know what this is? It's like a City and Liverpool match. You expect it to be fire, but in the end, yeah, yeah, they nothing. they both at the, at the end of the match they were both tenth for a draw, um, and it's almost seemed like these two teams were content to. To draw as well, like it's better to draw than to risk losing. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, Abraham misses. Uh, Abraham should have scored. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Mountain Giroud, good save for Lloris, but it was just like Ch- Tottenham just grind out a, a draw, and Chelsea were just. But then, then again, Chelsea didn't really pressure them apart from those few chances they had. Um, but. I think these two teams will be there thereabouts in the season. I know how much it pains Liam to to think that, but no, yeah, it, it, I've, I've come to accept it. As long as Tottenham don't win the league, I'm happy with them finishing second. To be honest, yeah, I'm... I think it's going to be another it's going to be another tight run for those uh, Champions League spots again this season. I, I feel mm. and Chelsea, Spurs, City will get back in now. I know they're struggling at the moment, but they'll be they'll be there or thereabouts. City will. Can I ask you guys a question? Do you feel like a lot of teams are slightly flatter, um, flattering to deceive at the moment? Yes. I think uh, I, I, I think what it is, I think it's because they can't go full out because of the, the how many fixtures how many fixtures are coming thick and fast. Mm. And yeah, I mean, and also a lot of te- a lot of players that miss it from their teams with you know this absolute shit thing that's happening. Some players are having to isolate and stuff like that, and it just feels mm. like everything. It just feels like, it feels like a broken season for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean Chelsea, like you know, I, I I still I'm still not completely convinced by the defense. It doesn't feel like it would be tight enough to hold back a Liverpool. And then then again, Tottenham, like they have, I think Alvaro has been one of their first major injuries of the season. Like. Mm-hmm. If they have a few more, I think that could really derail things to a certain degree. But, I mean, who knows? Like, if they can keep all of their team fit, then I think they really have a chance of potentially winning the title. Yeah, if they keep Perlo fit, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I still I still feel Liverpool are best equipped. I mean, a lot of teams yeah, so do I. like like um, City seem to rely very heavily on Kevin De Bruyne. Man United seem to rely very heavily on Bruno Fernandes. There's a few more teams that perhaps there's one or two players that when they don't perform, the team doesn't perform. Liverpool's have shown they can rotate the squad and still eke out results. Yeah, but the thing about Liverpool, though, is, is they now have three-year-olds playing in defence. Yeah, they do have a lot of injuries. Mm. And I think that I think that could be detrimental to Liverpool, because you look at it, last season, they had, they, as Liam said earlier, they, they felt they had the Leicester thing, mm. where they didn't have any injuries to their major players, and that's how they're able to just keep kicking on and playing on uh, uh, and keep moving forward towards the league title. But this season, they've lost Van Dijk, they've lost um, Arnold and Trent out as well. Milner's injured now, and um, yeah, that one. that could be a really big blow, Milner, because he's such a good utility player, and he's a lead, mm. and he's a leader as well, uh, Milner. Do, do, oh, no, do, mm, do you know what I'm going to say? This, and you two might disagree. I think Milner is Liverpool's most important player. No, I, I agree completely. I think Allison might be just because I think Adrian's a bit hit and miss. But in terms of, yeah, I, I would say that. Cause I, I think they can do without Milner, but I think Milner's very vital, particularly for the whole season. I mean, when they got him on a free, he wasn't even that old and people thought he was done and he's been so important to Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, and no, I completely agree. I, I, that's what I just want to say because I was just thinking, like you know, I mean, when, City. When City have a a poor showing, you, you also think they're crying out for a Milner. Yeah, big time. It's just as I say, it feels like when Man United lost Carrick. Mm. Mm, yeah, he got a lot of he got a lot of flack. He's one of those players that you notice what he does more when he's not there. Yeah, a very underrated for 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 national as well. I mean, you look at it, Milner should have got. Miller should have played more times for England than he did. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Same with Carrick as well. So it's just, it is baffling sometimes, to be honest with you, how these players that are so important are actually treated by by, by their, you know, by their clubs and stuff like that. And they don't realise until they're gone. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'd love it if we had a Jace Milner. Just love it. Ha ha ha. No, no, no. <laughs> I made that joke earlier and I got nothing. So you know what? You two. <laughs> that was really good, Carl. I like that joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course you'd lick his bum hole, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yes. Wait, we are not discussing our private lives of this podcast. Can I ask you guys a question? I'm, I'm seeing. No. Okay, all right, fine. It depends what the question's about. It's about football, don't worry. And, and it's not about how beautiful Cavani is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to note like, a, a kind of trend with the table at the moment. It seems teams who have a really, who rely on a system more than individual players kind of seem to do better. And because, I mean, you know, you look at Man United. They're a bit, like if if Fernandez isn't firing, it doesn't completely work. If Kevin De Bruyne is not, you know, firing, it doesn't completely work. But you know, you look at Spurs, I mean, you look at Liverpool, and 
they seem almost invincible. And I wouldn't say that that's necessarily down to one player. Yeah. No, it, it, I, I say about West Brom, we, we, that, we, we heavily rely on Pereira. Mm. Uh, if Pereira's not playing well, then yeah, we, 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 we don't play well. And I completely agree. I think that, that's the thing about Liverpool. Liverpool have a system that, that they play with. I mean, that everyone says, oh, it's all about that front three. It's not. It's not just that front three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that front three is an absolute weapon to have. But I don't think it's the most important thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look whenever they have, like, Rigi on instead of Firmino. Look when they have, like, Jossa on. Yeah. It's, it's not about the players completely. I think it is more about the system. I, I think... I think it's... I think it's why... I think it's why Bayern works so well, because Bayern... Mm. It's not, yes, granted, it's a team full of world-class players, but it's a system. I mean, you look at it, you've got uh, so you've got Nabry on the wing, along with Sane and all that, and then you've got Muller through the middle, then you've got Kimmich, and then you've got the best striker in the world up front in uh, Eric Chupo-Moting. And, <laughs> um, you know, I don't, I, if anyone keeps saying, oh, Robert Lewandowski, you don't know what you don't know what we're talking about, you don't know football. Um, to not say Chupo Moting, how that man could go play from Stoke to, to Bayern Munich um, just says how good he is, really. Um, he did it He, he did it on a cold Wednesday in Stoke. He, he, he's but, a legend, yeah. Oh, he is incredible. But I, I agree with me, and I think the system, if you have a good system in place, it doesn't matter what players you take off, what players you lose. As long as you're trained in that system, you can do well. It was a bit like Arsenal when Arsenal used to play the the passing football. It was no mm. matter who went out, you could bring as long as someone came in that they'd do a job. Granted, the players you did bring in were absolutely shot. But we still got fourth. Yeah, which kind of, and, and I mean at the moment we do have a system and it's not quite working. But I guess in a few years, once we kind of get the people we want, in theory, it should kind of work. And I think it's something that Man United should kind of do because I think they have incredible players and I think they have such incredible depth and at a brilliant academy. I, I, I just think they need a, a kind of way. They need a way. Man United do have a way. Uh, let's spend shitloads of money on players that don't actually improve the team and yeah. then <laughs> moan about those players. And yeah. But, but, but they're a great meme, though. Oh, they're brilliant, but not as good as Minam's Arsenal. No, no. So it's really you, you, you're 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 letting us down, Reese. What? Because what we won? No, because you're shit and not even funny. I, I mean, at least we're shit and funny. I mean, it's just really uncalled for, Liam. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I don't say anything horrible about your respective teams. Never. So I don't. I don't understand why I'm getting abused right now. Uh, I. I mean, I. I'm. I'm just so so salty because we lost. Yeah. Well, you can tell. But um. <laughs> so uh, we get to our our final uh, topic. Um. So, a government announced that um, if you live in tier one or tier two that football fans can be allowed back into your stadiums with reduced capacities. Now, um, A, that's great news. However, Chelsea fans and are crying because they have to pay £75 to go and watch their teams. Now, 
I understand £75 is a lot of money. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disputing that at all. It's a, it's a mm. big chunk of money. However, I think that a lot of teams have lost money during this whole pandemic that's happened. <laughs> with an absolute shit show of a, of a year for businesses and everything like that. Now, if you have a forty-five thousand seat stadium like Chelsea do, and you're only allowed. 4,000 fans in, you are going to have to start, you're going to have to charge a premium because that is, unfortunately, what football is there. Football's not about football, it's about business, yes? Yeah. And Chelsea and they have to charge £75. Chelsea have, Chelsea have set the price of £75 for the fans who want to get into the games. And while I uh, while I said it's a big chunk of money that I uh, said £5, that is, however, I, I do think it can sort of be justified. Hmm. Um, I mean, uh, I got asked the question: Would I pay to go watch West Bromwich Albion play? Yes, I would. Big time. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate because football—it's not just something to talk about and stuff like that. Football is—it means a lot to a lot of people. I mean, I, 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 football for me is probably one of the most important things I have in my life. It's a release from all the shit. Grant support West Brom, which doesn't help with all the shit, but it is a release if you get what I mean. Yeah, and I think that this year it's all about having a release from the absolute shite that's been happened, that's happened this year with the whole coronavirus thing. And I think if you can, if there's a way that you can go and do it and go and watch your team play, I think for me that's what I I, I don't see a pro. I use a problem charging that much, but then I, I I can't see a way around it if you get what I mean. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I mean, I, I can't talk because I know that Arsenal are probably going to charge even more. So. Yeah, you're the, you are notorious to be one of the most expensive yeah. clubs to go and watch live. Um, I mean, we. To be fair, we haven't heard. I mean, I'm I'm against it. I think it's it's too much. I mean, I do agree with virtually everything you said, though, Reese. Um, but football is supposed to be like an inclusive sport, and. Not everyone, especially in tough times, can afford to pay um, 75 quid. I think it's just a bit too steep. Maybe 50 would be a more reasonable amount. But yeah, that's just my that's just my opinion. I mean, 50 is still a lot, but it's it might be a bit more affordable to to some people. Uh, you know, you got Christmas coming up. You got to think about buying presents for people and and whatnot. People have. People have been furloughed because of this other lockdown, so that's eight, you know, twenty percent of their wage they're losing. A lot of people have been made redundant. A lot of, you know, a lot of retail outlets, especially, uh, are struggling. So uh, I don't know. I I don't, I don't know. If... I, uh, but I understand. I do understand your argument, though. So I'm not necessarily saying it's outright wrong, but it, it does feel like perhaps too much. But I don't know. I, I don't know how you. I don't know how you do it. Um, yes, clubs need to recoup money somehow, but then it just you know it just seems a bit harsh on the normal paying fan. But this, but this, this is the thing, though. I think. I mean, I've said it, it, regardless of the cost or anything like that, I'd go in a heartbeat because football, 
to, to be able to go, I mean, I, I don't think I'd miss it as much as I have, and I've missed it so much. I mean, I'm yeah, just... I mean, that's okay, but are you uh, a family man with two kids to feed, a wife, rent, mortgage, uh, and all that? I mean, they, they, they want to see the football as much as the next person. Should they be penalised because they can't quite stump up 75 quid? I, I, I see where you're coming from, I do, but I think it's just... I, I, no, for, for me, it's... it's they show, You show it to make yourself and say, right, okay. So you say, say to the wife, right, can we afford this? If you can, yeah, fucking do it, man. Do it completely. Don't be an idiot and go spend money you don't have. I'm not saying that at all. I, I think it's just... If oh, you... yeah, no, no, I know you're not saying... I know that's not what you're saying, and that's not my argument. Yeah, yeah, I know. it's just... I think it's... I don't know, I just think it's... It, there's no way around that they can do it, because football now is not... It's not just about football, it's all about money, and yes, they have to recoup their money and everything like that, and... Unfortunately, yeah, they're they're gonna have to charge that money, and there's, there's for me, there's no for me, it's that. Well, I, I don't see. I kind of disagree a little bit. Um, it, it is hard to find a middle ground. I mean, I understand your argument that football clubs need to recoup that money, um, but Chelsea have got a lot of resources. It, okay. it just feels it just feels a little bit cheeky to spend so much money on players and. And and that and then say so sorry we're gonna expect you to pay seventy five quid to come and what's the football? All right, but what if say okay let, let's just okay let's move away from the fact it's Chelsea. What what if I don't know say if uh, uh, Bristol City said we're gonna charge seventy five pounds for coming? Do you think do you think they're bad for charging that? That they don't have the resources of Chelsea? Yeah, no, a little bit different because uh, yeah you're right they don't have quite the resources but. If if that it depends on if their fans are happy to pay that it's it's still I don't know it still feels like quite a lot of money, uh, but we'll have to wait. We'll see what what other clubs want to charge, um, what their reasonings are. You know, I don't want to judge too. You know, I'm not trying to judge, be too judgmental here or be too harsh. Um, for me, seventy five quid is a lot of money. I I wouldn't be able to go watch Manchester United for that amount of money. Hmm. No, I, I, I get your point, but uh, I think I, I, I think just because I think I think what it is why a lot of fans are like that uh, go um and ah about it, is because it is Chelsea. Chelsea have said it, but I think it, if it was uh, as I said, like a Bristol Bristol City or something like that. And they've said right, we we need to pay this amount of money, blah blah blah. blah. And I think a lot of fans were saying, oh no no, I understand why they're going to have to recoup money and everything like that. Well, because I think it's Chelsea. And Chelsea, as you said, I've got all these resources, everything like that. That's why I think fans are a bit, are a bit funny with it. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. But we'll, we'll, we'll have to, as I say, we'll wait and see what other football clubs do, um, the reasonings, and, and where we go. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm out of order and I'm wrong, then so be it. But I don't know. I think football should should be an inclusive thing, and it's already expensive and enough hobby for people to go and watch their teams play. Liam, yeah, I, I mean, there's not really much more that you can kind of add to it. To be honest, it's just it's shitty. Um, 
but it's escapism and sometimes when when, when you're when you support a piece of entertainment that's so commercial and so money centric you know it's just you you just have to take it like it's just at this point it's just like wrestling but money is gonna always take form over the interest of the viewers i think that's the kind of the sad reality of it and you but it doesn't mean you still can't enjoy it it just means you know what the price is going to be and i don't think you should be surprised Hmm. yeah at least at least they are you know setting their stall out and it's not going to be like a unseen shock to people yeah i mean what, 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 I'm, what i'm kind of surprised about is what happens to the season holders what happens to them see this is the thing because obviously with what happened we uh because of me being a season ticket holder with for west brom for you know many years we wasn't offered anything really. We wasn't told we could get a season ticket or anything like that. So it's, you don't know, you're just stuck in limbo a little bit. I do think, though, season ticket holders for a certain amount of time should get precedence because why should a person who hasn't been for, for years decide to go, you know what, I want to go to the football. Why should they get precedence over me who has a season mm. ticket for 18, for, 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 for what, 18 years? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, totally, Reese. Yeah, so I mean, my, my mate said, "Oh, I'm gonna." Uh, he, he doesn't go to the games. So he say, "Oh, the Albion thing. I'm gonna get a ticket." And they're going, "If you get one, I don't get one. I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna steal your dog." <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I deserve to go more than you. Because the fact that I've paid my money for eight months, well, I didn't pay, but. Well, okay, for for the last six seasons, I've bought my own season ticket or something like that, and I should I should get a precedence over a person who goes to or over a person who takes people's spare tickets when they're not going. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean look at look at Arsenal, look at Arsenal season ticket holders. We we pay like a thousand for a season ticket, and and now we can't even really go to the games. I mean, if you pay thirty for a ticket at Arsenal. You are an idiot. Yeah, but you know, it's you, you have to support your team. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. If West Brom was starting charging a thousand pounds for a season ticket, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't. I mean, oh, yeah. regardless of West Brom or not, take and taking the piss on uh, West Brom charging a thousand pounds and everything like that. No, I just wouldn't go because. Uh, I could spend that thousand pounds on other things, apart from go see my team get fucking smashed. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one. But yeah. I think that, I think I think we can. But I think we can all three of us say it's nice to see potentially fans back in the state. Yeah, and hopefully it's the right move. I mean, I I I just don't know how, how things are going to progress with this pandemic. To be honest, it's. Uh, it's very, it's still very uncertain times. Yeah, but I mean, good thing is cases are going down. I mean, I know it's the weekend for that, but cases are going down, and uh, and yeah, they do tend to over the weekend though. So it's mm-hmm. it's um, I don't and, know. And vaccines are getting better. It looks like so. And do you know what? I, no, I, that's I, government control, Liam. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
I mean, I really hope the vaccine it does work, and I, and I for one will be getting one if I'm allowed. So Same. to all those anti vaccine anti vac um, people out there, go I mean, I, suck I, I, it, go go suck a dick covered in fucking rubella. That sounds quite nice, actually. Not right, oh, you might as well. You might as well oh. come to my. You might as well come to my house then. Mate, uh, I mean, I, I was in planning. Oh wait, <laughs> um, it's awkward. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, sometimes I do wish that I I, I did this with normal people. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> we are. The scary thing is, Reese. We are normal. <laughs> Be scared. No, I mean, I mean this nicely. You are, you are, no, you're not normal. <laughs> but I would, I mean, I would have you otherwise, because, you know, you're kind of annoying. But <laughs> you, You're just as bad at times, maybe not on the podcast, but need I remind, I... need I remind you of a picture joke you sent me earlier today? <laughs> <laughs> Liam, I'll send you in a bit. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I, I, I'm scared now. Oh, no, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is, to be fair. <laughs> um, no, boys, uh, before we go, I should have a plug. So, so Liam, we'll, we'll start with you. Oh, you know what? If you want to... I know some people are probably going to be annoyed at me for my negativity and just me being myself today. So if you want to if you want to rate at me on Twitter, you can find me at Arsenal. And... Um, <laughs> Um, on Instagram, you can find me on erotica underscore xx underscore. It's um it's 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 for it's my new book, um and you're welcome to follow it anytime. <laughs> Look forward to next year, lads. Carl. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to uh, apologise before signing off because this isn't football, but. I just want to wish um, Grosjean a speedy recovery because I have never seen a crash like that before yes. in my 40 years and 30 plus years of watching Formula One. And it's nothing short of miraculous that he walked away with so few injuries. It's just a testament to how safe they're making their Formula One cars these days. Um, it was just unbelievable. It really was. So, yeah. All the best. Yeah, yeah I, I wish the Frenchman a speedy recovery. <laughs> it's just no, like because I, I I was watching the football and you sent that match saying oh he's only got he, you know he's not that badly injured thank Christ and I'm thinking oh what have I missed and when when I saw it whoa I'm glad yeah, I saw but... you. I, I'm glad I saw your text first because I would have feared the worst. Yeah. I mean, mm. it's it's great that to, to to see that it's minor injuries that he's got. Um, uh, yeah, so speed of recovery uh, to 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 him. I have to be nice to him. Uh, well, yeah, you can find me at uh, Carlos underscore Carlos underscore Fire eighty at Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Rogue underscore Opinion, uh, Twitter and Instagram, and you can find. All our other Bantam Munich and other podcasts, there's a Survivor Series review by the B team 
and they are the B team because they cost us a win, as if Sami Zayn was going to beat flipping um, Bobby Lashley. Jesus Christ. Right, no, no, right. Don't slack off Sami Zayn. He's a no. I love him. No, no, I love him. But come on, you gotta, you, you gotta think these things through logically. Um, no, 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 no. I, I, to be honest, I work with Sami Zayn as well. But you know, I kept, <laughs> I, I kept that to myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you can find all these podcasts on um, Apple Podbean Anchor when it's not having problems like it was uh, the other week. <laughs> And um, yes, race your plugs. Uh, you can find me at under, Undertaker Keychain Butt Plug at 30. <laughs> oh, uh, is, that, is that what it reminds you of? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, th- there's nothing else it reminded me of. It, it, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I didn't see it, honest. I, I didn't get what you're on about. Well, that's because you've got one. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you can't. Liam. <laughs> no, leave him alone, okay? He's very good today. Yeah. He has actually. He has actually. Gold star for Liam. Well done, Liam. Honestly, like, ne- I think next time, like, it, it, like next time my family die, then, then uh, that's the only other time I'll probably be more behaved. So The counselling and drugs are working. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me at Twitter at rsoz995 um, but until next time guys it's been a pleasure and the signing off thing is West Ridge Albion have finally won a Premier League game we are we are back in business and I'll see I'll speak to you again in March when we win our next one yeah the, uh, the aim so, is to do a podcast where all three of our teams have won a match fucking hell <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean the only way that will happen is if we play FIFA so <laughs> um <laughs> Liam, best start playing FIFA. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to do it this way, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, but until next time, guys, it's been a pleasure and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.